This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If. Only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news... All right, I'll do. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery. Bringing you the food you love. Muck Delivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the results, you'll always be winning with Muck Delivery. Order now on the McDonald's app and you'll get rewards points delivered too. So that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants. 18 plus rewards registration required. Points only on menu items, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. This is the Besotted Pride of West London podcast, and we're coming to you. Listen, there's all sorts of. This is just ridiculous. I was going to have a day off today. Me and Lainey were going to have a day off today, right? We said we're going to chill out. We had a lovely day today, sitting up in in some part of Washington that was proper hipster, proper cool, having some couple of beers. We said we come down there. We'll have a couple of beers for Brentford fans and we'll hang out. We ain't going to do nothing. But we turn up at this Brentford event tonight, put on by the USAB, mate, and it's, it's rammer, jammer. Hundred, must be 130, 140, 150 bees. I don't know how many bees are in the place here as well. And like we thought, look, I can't go without talking to a few characters in the house, right? Because we need to give you back at home, you around the world, a flavour what is going on because this is just next level everyone was saying this is next level but I'm standing here beside a boy a boy a man someone who was there back in the day the buckle Paul Buckle used to play for Steve Perriman back in the day was part of the squad that got promoted to what is now the championship before that we were always languishing in the third and fourth divisions but that was the year that we actually went up to one league below the Premier League we were a big team that other day and Paul Buckle was there part of that team I remember Steve Perriman we used to go up in the players bar and he used to call you the lion he used to call <laughs> you the lion I remember him telling me like, he was very happy with you the Perriman but then he was so happy that he just decided to leave and go somewhere else and just uh, feel hold out to take over and do the business but anyway we won't talk about that the Buckle how are you? I'm alright listen there's no days off in pre-season you know that and I know that so Absolutely brilliant. Last time I saw you was in the globe. In the globe. In the globe. That's in right. The globe. Mate. I'm like, I'm like, what is the buckle doing in the globe? Yeah, right. But you were there with the old school boys, the Kelly Hogg, with all them lot. You know what I'm saying? The boys, the youth team boys from now from those days, which was uh, again, it's, and again, it just says, let's just show you because you were like the youth team, the Brentford youth team that some of you came through, and it wasn't even like the B team now because like you were just like. You know, you used to scrub boots and all that kind of stuff, didn't you? <laughs> we did. BT, yeah, yeah, absolutely. No, we played for the youth team on a Saturday, reserves on a, wet, a Tuesday in the Capital League, and then some of us involved in the first team on a Saturday. And then in between that, doing all the jobs and duties around Griffin Park. But, yeah, great memories. And uh, 
seeing you now, my manner is very surreal. My and seeing you in America <laughs> with all these Brentford fans is very surreal, but it's been a very proud night for me tonight. Mate. That's right, and you say in my manner because obviously you're English, but you live over stateside. You've been here for a while, haven't you? We've been here 10 years now. We? We're citizens. Me and my wife, Rebecca, who is... Uh, Hosting the summer series. So your wife is basically the Gary Lineker of uh, of, the, of America. She is a better looking version of Gary. Sorry, Gary, but a better looking version. Uh, yeah, Rebecca's been doing that for ten years with NBC, and um, this has been a big deal for NBC with the six clubs coming over to play. Um, and uh, what you know, who would have, I never would have said this in a million years that my wife's going to be doing the games. My son. Uh, the training ground today with Brentford and Thomas and all the guys being brilliant and then finishing off tonight with you. Yeah. And, 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 and your son, I mean, your son, was, he, he was loving it and, and the team apparently were very, very uh, hospitable. Unreal. So Teddy, our boy Teddy, was stood there waiting for the players, you know, and you're sort of thinking, we're going to have to say, come over. Every one of them came straight over. How are you? You know, brilliant with Ted. David... David Rad gave Teddy's gloves. I mean, what about that? Give him his gloves. I mean, it's made our day. It's made our son's day. I'll, 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 Fabulous. I'll, okay, and, and, and I'm not I'm not putting a negative on it, but obviously I'm, <laughs> I'd argue to say that maybe David doesn't need those gloves for Brentford in the very near future. But we shall, but we shall move, move on. on from, move we shall on. move on from that one. Move now. on. Yeah, move yeah. on. <laughs> but anyway, um, interestingly, because you 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 work over here and you've been. Coaching over here, is that right? Yeah, so so initially when we left in 2013, I left the Luton job, that was emigrating, and then had to start again. Found it tough to start with. The game back then wasn't where it is now. Uh, and then I got a call from Sacramento Republic, when I managed three years there in the USL Championship, great times. And now, yeah, now I'm advising with owners, ownership groups, doing a lot of different stuff in the game. But this is this is most special today for Brentford. So, and, and again, I'm not going to go into that because obviously, look at this. That, it's almost like basically you've ensconced yourself in football, and you understand US football, but you also understand UK football as well because you're you know between the two. So what you've done is that you you put your expertise into American football, but also you've you've enabled um, your expertise in UK football to be used with the Americans. Is that right? Thank you. Yes, absolutely. Yeah. Spot on. So you couldn't have said any better. So, yeah, I mean, I know my wheelhouse. I know what I'm good at and not good at. But, yeah, I know the English game inside out. I still do a load of stuff for talk sport over here, you know, with the EFL. Um, and so I feel well equipped to advise American owners, owners that are looking to buy in England. And there's a lot of them. Um, yeah, I feel I can play my part in that. And uh, that's a big part of my business. That's right. Just coming back to Brentford, the mighty, mighty bees, you know what I'm saying? And, you know, we've come back to that. Back in the day, we were, you know, listen, we were who we were. And the, the interesting thing is it becoming inside and, and like I said, come back to it, like, it's probably about 150 Brentford fans in here. It's like, it's quite bizarre. And, and the fact is that we've got the UK, like, like me, Laney, you know, Mark's out here. We've got, you know, the, the Nottingham bees out here. We've got, like, you know, maybe... So 20, 30, 40 English, but on top of that, we've probably got about 100 plus American bees out here today, which basically means that, that something has hit home, something has translated, something has made these people come out to see this team, which is not the coolest team. It's not like, you know, like when we turned up in Atlanta the other day, there was like, you know, 60,000 Atlantans who had come to see their ex-player 
play for Chelsea and score a goal and they all went mental. But that's the reason why they turned out. But when I spoke to them and felt them, I didn't feel there was any real connection with Chelsea other than the fact that they knew that this player had played for them because there was just nothing there. But you come out here and, and, and look, everyone seems to know a lot about our club. Again, okay. just spot Our story is very different. Our story is unique. You know, we're in the Premier League. We're in the Premier League on merit. We're pulling up trees. We're surprising everyone. And I've been surprised tonight coming in here, seeing a packed pub full of every Brentford shirt, by the way, past and present. There's uh, a shirt that used to wear, you said, didn't it? I, I couldn't believe it. Yeah, yeah. That, that, that centenary shirt of 89. Oh. That badge was terrible, wasn't it? I love that badge. That's my badge. Isn't it looked like it was designed by a four-year-old kid. I love both badges. Don't upset anyone on there. But no, to see the shirts, to see the people, and as you said, very authentic and reflective of us and our club. And it is an absolute pleasure to be in the United States, living here as a citizen, and seeing this today, tonight. Amazing. I'm going to go back to earlier today as well. So you. You, you went down and saw the team as you talked about, but there was some sort of a reception at the American Embassy today which didn't go according to plan. Tell us exactly <laughs> went down. Who was there and w what went wrong? Well, it was, uh, it was uh, yeah, it was an uh, uh, American Embassy uh, reception for Premier League, Premier League clubs. Players were there. Which Three, players? What players were there? Tell we, me. We had four there. I, I, I saw Brian run out when the rain come down. So, so, so Brian and Boomer, who else is there? <laughs> Tell me. Uh, uh, Matt Matthias Jensen was there. Yeah. yeah that, ben Mee? No. Ben. I think Ben was there. Yeah, of course yeah. he was, yeah. Well, the rain yeah. came down like you wouldn't believe. And we okay, was so, 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 we, that's all we, so basically what's happened is that we're in Washington. Uh, At listen, the embassy. Yeah, right. And uh, I, uh, Listen, I was in Atlanta and I thought that was hot. I've come here and we're further north than we were in Atlanta and it is absolutely scorching here it is humid and it's scorching last night we had a pool party and all of a sudden the the, 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 the skies caved in but today the skies caved in <laughs> on a next level wasn't it it was the next level when you were doing your event no we, we it, was, it was meant to be a garden party you know tea and all very nice we was there, 300 people. My wife was actually um, hosting it. So everything was great. And then all of a sudden, I looked up, grey clouds. So like, oh, here we go. Because I've, I've seen I've seen storms on yeah. the East Coast before. Yeah. And it just come down. It, was... it rained cats and dogs. Yeah. No one could get out of tents. Yeah. It, everyone got soaked. And then, and then they, and after about an hour, they said, uh, you can't stay in the tents now. It's thundering. we got to get in. So we had to run about 1,000 yards, got drenched. And it was cancelled. Uh, so, so now we're in a boozer, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> which is uh, much welcomed after that today, right. mate. And the, and the funny thing about it is that you saying that as well. We we actually were in a bar at the time, and we were coming down, and we was coming down here. We were going to come down here, and then all of a sudden we got bleep 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 bleep, and there was basically we got a text, and obviously warning. the, gov the, the warning, government, the government, yeah, is a government warning. Yeah. yeah. If you're outside, stay inside. It's going to be very dangerous. There's going to be teas coming down. And basically, we looked around, but all of a sudden, everybody in the bar, so everyone was looking at this text. Doesn't matter what country you're from, it was so weird. It's like, it was like, oh, no. you can imagine it was like, if it's like the war, and they said to you, oh yeah, there's bombers coming now, you need to go like, into, your, like, into your little cupboards. Like, you know? I, I, thought, I thought you were going to say, 
there was a warning of 300 people coming out of the embassy looking for a taxi. <laughs> yeah, it was it was carnage. Trying to get an Uber. Yeah. Joke. Cancel. Yeah. Cancel. Cancel. That's right. That's right. Yeah. And then, then we come down here. Oh, we got an Uber down here in the end because we couldn't get the train because obviously we were like locked in our pub, which we're very happy with, for, for quite a while. And then we come along the motorway and then we've seen that and then trees literally had smashed over the fences and they were all over the motorway. And honestly, it was madness, wasn't it? <laughs> try and picture everyone, everyone try and picture being in tents when that was going off. Like we're in four the Premier League footballers. Four tents. Yeah. All of us. Yeah, yeah. yeah well, I was thinking of myself. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so we're Fulham, every man for himself. And we're, as we're Fulham eating a quiche at the time, were they? <laughs> that must have been eating quiche because they probably didn't notice. Uh, they're eating quiche and Victoria yeah. sponge cakes, we, weren't we, they? Well, I won't pay much attention to Fulham, to be honest. <laughs> <laughs> but um, I was more worried about our players. Yeah. But uh, yeah, um, it, it was it was bad, yeah. and it was it was a one-off. Yeah. I think there were some videos taken, yes. and if, get, if Brentford fans get a chance to look at it, look at it. It was it was bad today. Yeah. <laughs> so just coming back, listen. Let's just talk about this. Let's talk about the football. Let's go back to your your your, your old days. Listen, the buckle. I mean, let, let, let's talk about your your pride of when you played for Brentford. I mean, that season, that promotion season. Just give, again, listen, our Brentford fans, old school Brentford fans remember that, but there are younger Brentford fans and also people that have started to watch them recently who just want to know maybe a little bit back in that history because what I will say, as a person that went through all of that, I used to go home and away every game for years and years and years and years and years, and, years, and we were shit. We were terrible. We were shit. We did nothing. But then all of a sudden, we were actually quite good. Yeah. And that season, we were wicked. We talked to Gary Grissett a little bit earlier. Shorter interview, and maybe I would love to have got him in a longer interview, and maybe we'll get him back, we'll sit down and talk with him. But he was like, he was a big player in us becoming actually a very good side. And we were very, very good in the day. And you can imagine where you're a team who basically did nothing. And that's why we do the kick football out of football thing. We're basically, we would travel to games and that would be our fun. Going to games, coming back from games would be our fun because the games themselves wouldn't be fun because we weren't really great. But that season, we were very good. And that's when you came out of the youth team yeah. and you played a couple of games for that team. What was it like playing in that team that season? Well, I'm not talking about myself or so. I had to play more than a couple of games to get a medal back in the day. And a medal is cherished in my office. That championship medal is everything because it was the first... Uh, it was the first experience of winning, right? Winning something in football, which is not easy to do. And I tell you what, you say Gary Blissett, what a great starting point. Dean Owen Bliss up top. That's Dean Holdsworth. Dean yeah. Holdsworth, Blissett, Smiley on the wing, Neil Smiley, Marcus Gale, Kevin Godfrey, right? We had such a great team. Big stability in the middle. You know, uh, Simon Ratcliffe, uh, Billy Manuel. Yeah. Myself, if I can say it. Um, Great defence, brilliant goalkeeper in Benno, you know, it's Evans. No, it's Graham, Graham Benstead. Graham yeah. Benstead, sorry everyone, yeah, yeah, yeah. Benno. Um, Brian Statham, look, we had a really... And, but also, we also had um, 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 Chris, Chris, Chris Hutton as Chris well. Hewitt, Chris Hutton, yeah. Chris yeah. Hutton, yeah. if you don't know Chris Hutton, yeah. he'd come to Tottenham from us, yeah. and that was basically his last stepping stone, and he played for us from Tottenham. Chris Hutton has gone on to become a manager ever since then, but at that time, we didn't know, but he was like a mainstay in our defence as well, and it was a bit weird for him, because he was like a big player in the game to have come to Brentford. What was that night having like a player like him in that team? I was in the car school with him. He used to pick me up in the morning at Mill Hill. I used to meet him at Mill Hill, 
and we drive in together. And I was in awe. I was in awe of him. He showed me a picture one day, so back in the day, and it was him, Ozzy Ardiles and Maradona. Pick the bones out of that. I was like, oh, that's what I'm dealing with, right? <laughs> um, Chris Hewitt is an absolute gentleman. He was brilliant at that time. I thought it was a great move by Phil at the time to bring him in. Um, calmed us down, class act, classed on, on the field, off the field. We just had so many different characters. We had a brilliant team. I've told a lot of Brentford fans tonight, it was very hard to get into the team as a young player and, and stay in it. It was so difficult because the expectations were really high in that season. But we, um, we were... Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Picture the scene. All of your mates around, you've got your McNugget share boxes ready to go. Partner this with your team playing champagne football. Perfect. Order McDelivery now on the McDonald's app. There's nothing quite like a McDelivery. At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. We, were, we started it great. Near, near the mid to the end, we sort of wobbled a bit. And then we got the wheels turning in the right direction and with them last six games. And we all know what happened at Peterborough. And, um, I'm going to ask you about Reading. Okay, we're yeah. talking about Peterborough. Reading. Do you remember the Reading game? Go on. We threw nil all at Reading and all that. And we could have scored... And, uh, and Phil Holder, I think he said something like, you know, all the doubters or something like that. Yeah. 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 And, it, and, yeah. And, and there was a little bit of beef between the fans and Phil Holder that time. Yeah. Do you remember? Pro- probably. Phil, well, you know, he wore his art on his sleeve. Um, he loved the club. Listen, I've stayed in touch with Steve Perriman, Phil Holder. They, they were the making of Brentford back in the day. They set the standards. They really did. They really set the highest standards from the apprentices, the reserves, the first team. Um, and yeah, he loved Brentford. Phil Oldart, they loved Brentford. They just were so hardened to get the job done, to get it done, and they got it done. Let's be fair, we got it done. We won the league. It's not easy to win a league. Um, and we've done it in style in the end, you know. And uh, I'll stay with me for the rest of my life. But yeah, we had such a great team. When I, when I reflect now, it was such an odd team to get into, stay in it, the fans. Brilliant memories. And it's coming back to this, and I'm, I'm, I'm saying this, it's truthful. To be quite honest, this was 1992 when we got promoted, which again was, you know, I was a, a young lad at the time. You know, I ran my, I used to run my unofficial coaches then, and we had so much fun taking them to games and like, you know, and uh, and, and 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 enjoying ourselves. You know, we had to spend the whole time avoiding the police because the police were spending the whole time trying to track out what you're doing. But we did, did a very good job because like. In those days, we used to go through the country and stay in different places. But for us, that season was really great. We went up. Unfortunately, the following season, we didn't recruit brilliantly and we went straight down and it was all over. So all that was lost in the season. But for us fans, it didn't matter because of a team that was so shit for so long, for us to have done that, that was brilliant. But the irony is that basically we haven't done as well as that until we went up a couple of seasons ago. So since then... We have just been the same or even less 
until two seasons ago when we beat Swansea in the playoff final at Wembley to go up. And then we went up and then the first game of the season we played Arsenal. And that is the game where a lot of these American fans had noticed Brentford for the first time and said, I want to support you. But what I'm trying to say to you is that there's a link between you playing for Brentford and then Brentford playing against Arsenal, which is only a couple of seasons ago when all these American fans have gone, I really like this team. I'm really into that because in between those times, we were like, basically, we were nowhere. We were absolutely not, we were yeah. not in the game. You yeah. know what I'm saying? Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So, so, what I'm, so, so just, just coming back to this and talk to you, the, the buckle, and it's fucking, it's great seeing, great seeing you here with all your characters here. Um, Brentford of the future, what are you saying? Because you, you've coached football, you're, you're, you, you advise the football, you've seen what we're doing, and I'm going to be honest with you, it's like, look, I don't want the corporate line, because it doesn't really matter. You don't have, you could say what you really, really believe. Because we, we're fans and we want, we want the truth. Yeah. You know, like, say for example, we've gone out there and we've seen Flecken as a goalkeeper. A little bit nervous. I know it's early days, you know what I'm saying, but he's replacing David Ray. So it's big boots to come into. Yeah. You know, we also know that if we're going to step up another level, you need to bring in two or three or four or five different players. So, Brentford of the future, just tell us truthfully what you're saying. Well, I think we've proved that we can, that we can replace. I really do. Like, if you look at the players that have left us, Dre, Oli... You know, we've replaced, you know, that's just two that have left us. And I'm sure other players will leave us. And I trust the recruitment of our club. That's the biggest thing. Recruitment is the biggest thing in football. It's the people uh, that you bring in. And I really trust that we can continue this. I, I do. I think keeping on with Thomas, it's not going to be easy. Um, he's a great guy, by the way. I mean, of course you do. He's a great, lovely bloke. My, my wife, my wife's interviewed a load of managers, of course, in our industry, and she said to me, she said to me, he's an absolute gentleman, you know. And I spoke with him today, and we got that. And he, he's the one leading us there. Okay, we ran with many others. As long as we keep that culture, I think we've got a hell of a chance. But the recruitment, I think, is the biggest thing, and we've done very, very well at that. That's right. Listen. It's really good to talk to you, the buckle. We might talk to you again another stage. We might get you on a. Tell you what, I might do. I might get you on a 1992 podcast. We can talk about that season, right? Get you on. Get Gary on. Get a few people. We talk about that podcast. And listen, you look at out for it in Pride of West London. But there's a few of your characters in the house, especially the, the Saldell, the Marvin yeah. is in the house as well. Yeah. I might, and he's living over here. I know he's not a bee, but I'm looking at him, and he's absolutely. Listen, Marvin Saldell. He used to play for Luton, but he yeah. is here at the Brentford, the Brentford get-together today, yeah. and he's blown away, he's blown away. Let me just say, when I took the Luton job... Uh, so you manager of Luton? When I was manager of Luton, Marvin came over from America, and I was a big advocate of getting all the former players involved, and, you know, Johnny Artson, people like that, and, but Marvin was different class, and uh, become great friends. He's a Luton legend, I mean, a proper legend, and... Uh, yeah, I'm, I'm disappointed he ain't got a Brentford shirt on tonight. It's all right. Okay. So it's time. Let's go and let's go. It's and time. time. <laughs> it's time. It's time. <laughs> so we're still here at the Brentford team. I've got a man who's he's not a Brentford man, <laughs> but a man who played in the EFL. He played in the lower leagues when we played the lower leagues. Proper, proper lower league footballer. And he remembers all the battles against the bees we played against the bees as well and it's interesting because this man he played for a team who are now in the premier league 
who everyone was taking the piss out of, like they did when we got to the Premier League. When we got to the Premier League, it was like, what the hell's going on here? But the team you played for are now in the Premier League, and everyone's like going, later, they ain't going to last one second in the Premier League. Luton Town, we've got Marvin Johnson in the house. How you doing? I'm great, thank you. And listen, thank you for that introduction. I mean, we're looking forward to the Premier League because I think it, it will be tough, but like we might surprise a few more teams than people might realise. I mean, you say that surprising a few more teams. I mean, like this is in the future. Luton Town, to be quite honest with you, we're Brentford, Luton. I'm not saying we ain't got any interest, but what I have more interest in is that you, Mr. Sordell, and your previous Delvings with the old school Brentford, because we like. The old, I mean, me personally, I like right. the old school days. I love them old school. Listen, we're doing what we're doing now. Whatever happens, happens. Right. But I like. Do you remember them little battles with the bees back in the day? Listen, of course I remember those battles. At the end of the day, I mean, I can't... Listen, I'm a little bit older now. I can't remember those years, but I remember a season when it was just between us and Brentford. We were going toe-to-toe -to for the league. I think it was League League One, it might have been. And at the end of the day, I remember the, the um, Carla Sabers, Lorna Wusso up front, and I'm a centre-back. And I could mix it with the best. At the end of the day, it was tough. Every time you went to Brentford, Griffin Park, it was going to be a tough, tough game. And, 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 and again, in them days, because I think you're talking about sort of mid to late 90s as well. Yeah. Because Carlos Saba, 1998, we got to the, 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 the what's it, the, um, the, the final, the playoff final where we lost again. again you know what I'm saying? And then Saab's went off and he went off to wherever he went to. So we must have played you before then. So we were battling around that time. Then after that, Luton must have gone off onto the next level. Or did they? Or I, I can't remember. I mean, yeah, I mean, they, they did. I mean, the, 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 like, was, was Bob Taylor there? Was yeah, it Bob Taylor. Taylor. Before, in 95, 96. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yes, I mean, what, what a player he was as well, by the way. I mean, I, I mean now that we're just talking, just little thing, memories that come back to me. Carl Hutchins, you mentioned earlier on. Okay, so what, Hutchins, what, Hutchins what, what, a, what a player he was, by the way. What a player he was, by the way. I mean, there are so many players who you had in that club who like industrious, worked very hard, worked, rolled their sleeves up and grafters. And that's the thing what I think was a little bit similar to ourselves where technically, probably, we didn't have the most talented players. But again, we had players who wanted to work hard. And Paul Buckle. Yeah. Who's Bucks, here today as Bucks. well. We've, we've had Bucks on this podcast before. He was your manager. How was that? Well, he wasn't actually my manager. So, like, me and Bucks actually came into, like, conversation and how we met each other. It was like, Paul managed Luton. So when I had already left Luton and retired now, I, I mean, I was at Luton for 22 years. So I was 50 years as a player, seven years as a coach. And so when I left Luton and came over to America and then eventually was always going to support Luton, I went back and Paul got hired as manager. So I went and visited Luton and got a man to introduce to Paul and that's how we hit off. I, I went and watched a few games and I got to meet no Paul through that way. So I'm, I'm just going to come back to because I'm bringing this back to Brentford because, because people are thinking, Luton, why is, this, why is this man on our podcast? But I'm doing it because I'm bringing you back to the old school as somebody who used to play against Brentford. You know Brentford back in the day. Um, just, I'm, I'm going to ask you the question. What, how would Brentford perceive back in the day because now our new people think oh we love them and you know they're doing all but how would we perceive because the fact is that we weren't we weren't flavor of the month we weren't the best team in the world we didn't have the best players but how we perceived in your day when you when you played, played Brentford 
the easiest way for me to explain it, and I'm, this is me not being disrespectful, it's this fine. is me being polite. I want the truthfulness. This is just the truth. Listen, Brentford were a team who reminded me of like a Wimbledon when I first started. They were like aggressive, hard. You had Marcus Gale on the wing. You had Marcus Gale who could, and then you had Car is it um, Amphibus? Was he? Was he there? Was that Amphibus? Was Amphibus wasn't there. No, 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 no. wasn't there. We had Gary Blissett. We had Marcus Gary Blissett. Gale. Oh my gosh. Yeah. I mean Bliss. Listen, I had a few run-ins with Bliss by the way, and the me and Paul spoke about it the other day. Like literally. Listen, he, he, he could handle himself at the end of the day, you yeah. know? And so they were aggressive, strong. Dean Holdsworth. Dean Holdsworth, but another one. Neil Smiley. Ija Anderson. Yeah, Ija. I mean, I mean, yeah, yeah. I mean, some really, I mean, great players, aggressive, roll their sleeves up, wanted to get stuck in. And so for me, it was a case where every time we went there, I knew it was like, it was like a, literally flip a coin you know you could either go there and you could like maybe do really really well or you could be on the end of a hammering and and and, and uh, just coming back to because you now moved to america just like the buckle moved to america <laughs> and you, you're, you're you're doing your coaching out here you've, you've got football school soccer school as you call it out here and um how's it going no i'm really enjoying it i mean i originally moved out here in 2010 I'm currently at a club in Virginia Leesburg called Virginia Revolution. They were formed in 2018, and back then they had one team. Now we're rolling on now 2023, coming August, and we're now going to have 45 teams. So we've grown quite a lot in that short space of time. And, 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 and again, you've got that. I mean, it's very different to, to England because, you know, you know you, you've got these players where I, I presume that some of them, you're hoping that they'll graduate onto MLS, graduate onto um, US national team, male and female. But also, I'm just thinking about this because you've now seen some of your players may or could go over to the UK because people in the UK are looking at the MLS where they, they disrespected the MLS two, three, four years ago. But things have changed now, haven't they? Massively. I think, obviously, I mean, the one person, obviously Messi, arriving here in the MLS has changed everyone's perceptions of the MLS. I mean, regarding the MLS, it is probably not at the level of where um, they would like to be in compared to, obviously, the UK. But it's growing. I mean, you've got the the World Cup coming in 26, you know, so it's going to be big, massive influx of people coming over here to play here in the US. And just coming back to bringing it back to Brentford. Yeah, you live over here, but you've seen the bees and you've seen the bees play out here. You've come here tonight and you're almost like a guest, you're a loot man guest. Yeah. You've come down there tonight. Are you a bit shocked by about how many local Brentford fans have come here today? Unbelievable. Absolute unbelievable. I mean, I spoke to the, um, the chairman, Mr. Chairman, earlier on. Cliff Crown. Yeah. And like he said, like originally, you know, when they first came over here and started doing something like this, I mean, it was a handful of people. Tonight, they've got over like 90, 100, 200 people here. And it's incredible that the fan base that they have over here. And, 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 and the, the team themselves, because I mean, I know the buckle went down and saw them train. Brentford as a team, how different are they to when you used to play them? <laughs> I mean, do, do you know what? I mean, I, I, I've watched them a lot. I've watched them a lot. And, com and compared to obviously when I used to play against them, they're, I mean, they're in the Premier League. So let's not mess around. So they, they're, 
for me, they're always going to be like trying to make sure that they ferment themselves in the Premier League, which they have done for the numerous years. But like with the the players they're acquiring and the players that they have, I mean. Listen, they're going to miss Ivan this year, but like at the end of the day, he's an out-and-out goal scorer, and they've got other players as well. For me, I mean, the way they play is a very dangerous team on the counter track. If you if you don't, I mean, you saw that at Man City last year. You saw that at Man City last year, where they did really, really, really well. I mean, it was like very, very a team that knew what they were doing. Ivan's got him playing a way where obviously he knows what to do, he knows how to coach, he knows tactically how to set him up. So at the end of the day, I mean, they're going to be a very, very good team. UBs. UBs. Away days are great, but there's nothing quite like playing at home. The same goes for McDonald's. Maximize your home ground advantage with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app. At participating restaurants, 18 plus serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. If you have a lot of mailing to do, stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. Use the Stamps.com mobile app to mail everything you need to keep your business running with up to 89% off USPS and UPS. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Use code PROGRAM for a special offer. That's Stamps.com, code PROGRAM. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.